We wanted to take a second to address the current state of our nation and society. Too many black men and women have lost their lives at the hands of the police in the oppressive system we live in. The recent murder of George Floyd is not a wake-up call. It's just the same damn alarm that's been ringing for black men and women for centuries. We stand in solidarity of the many who are fighting, protesting, and raising their voices on the front lines to end police murder and brutality and systemic oppression of black people. Black lives matter. It's impossible for us not to address this when talking about a league and entity that is made up of almost 70% of black men. Our job as white men is to shut up and listen to the black voices and to amplify them. You can do this by donating to the many amazing organizations fighting this fight day in and day out, including Black Lives Matter, Campaign Zero, and Freedom Funds based in your city. Our podcast is designed to bring some fun and joy for a sliver of your day. Stay safe. We love you all. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Welcome to Debates on Tap presents Football, the show. Why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I mean, Sam Darnold needs five downs to get a first down. Goodness, the Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. Baker Mayfield is better at throwing to the other team. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. Now on this show, Mm -hmm. which is the NFL show. Indeed. Presented by Debates on Tap, two out of three of us. Without pork cheek. No pork cheek. We often call ourselves out on the fact that, of course, we're not football players. We're not head coaches. no. We, he, we wish we were head coaches, GMs. We do. Give us a team. We'll get you championships. But w- we often say, even when we um, say that someone doesn't play well, we just mean that relatively right. to the entire league. If yes. they're not playing well, that just means they didn't play up to their standard because Correct. everyone in that league is clearly better <laughs> than anyone outside of that league at if, playing football. If you got off your couch and played that same position, you would not do anywhere close to what they did even playing "quote unquote" poorly for yes. them. Yes. So we're not saying that they they're bad, right? In a context of of generalness. Yeah. <laughs> we just mean in the context of how well they can play. Correct. That being said, Jonathan Abram is bad. He is objectively bad. I don't like the way he plays. I think nope. he plays like a clown. I won't speak to his character. I won't call him a clown because I don't he know actually, him. He actually, I think outside of football, he is a nice guy. He owns like a horse, like a hippotherapy thing where he like raises horses and stuff like that. That's great. Which is awesome. However, he plays on the football like field, he's an asshole. <laughs> he's and dirty. I've he's seen a him. dirty player and he is very. he's a very bad safety. Um, of course, we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Las Vegas Raiders the other night, which was... A harrowing game, to put it lightly. We um, were away from each other while we that were was on. Speaking, I, I'm Brendan. I'm Brian. Yes. Uh, two out of three debates on Tap Boys. We already did that. But let me tell you, the Kansas City Chiefs, their defense coming out of a bye. I don't know if the defense knew they were coming out of the bye. I don't know what was happening with the defense. Yeah, it took them three quarters and about 14 minutes to, to really... finally kind of go, oh, yeah, Las Vegas did take a lap around their stadium in the bus. I got it. Got it. Yeah. But Brian was asking me about this question because Kansas City did eke out a win, which, you know, of course, who has the better quarterback in in when the game's on the line? We do. Uh, Patrick Mahomes led a phenomenal 70-second drive yeah. to, for the for the game-winning touchdown, which was A lot incredible. of good catches on that drive, too. Oh, my gosh. Hardman, the, for, he only played like was three great, snaps. Even though we were all screaming and yelling at D-Rob, D-Rob had an incredible catch over the middle in he traffic. Um, but, yeah, a lot, of great, a lot of great plays, a lot of great catches. 
Um, what Brian's talking about specifically, what highlights how bad of a player Abrams is outside of his entire body of work is that on the game winning play to Kelsey, Abrams was on Kelsey or was floating in Abrams zone or whatever the hell he, he was, was doing. Kind of that ball hawk guy. That's like just, yes, but Mahomes broke out away from the line, which the picture I'll have to post the picture on, on, on social media or show Brian uh, debates on, on, on pictures. pictures. Um, and debates on tap on Twitter. Uh, but it was basically the the offensive line had all four of the rushers in a group, in a tiny little group. Yep. And Mahomes was just off by himself <laughs> doing his own thing. But Mahomes broke out um, away from the from the pocket, away from the backfield. And with his eyes, had Abrams running for his life. I don't know if Abrams was running to Mahomes. I think he was trying to stop a Mahomes but scramble. He was but he was 20 so yards far away. away. He, he was, was Mahomes, so Abrams was so, so far away. Far away. He got victimized by Patrick Mahomes and he left his spot, left Kelsey wide open in the end zone. And he left that pink haired rookie on an island with yep. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Yes, who Tra- Travis Kelsey, speaking of victimized, he lit up poor little, I think his name's Arnett. Um, poor that, that poor kid. He could turn into something good. I don't he, know. He's a rookie. He could, but he cannot Not guard Travis Kelsey, <laughs> who is on pace for a thousand yards. For the, He's second in the league. To DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, which is insane. So we'll, we'll talk about hear that here in a second when it comes to a couple things. But we got a lot of shit to say. We do have a lot of shit to say. But when it comes to the Chiefs and the Raiders game, I think it's a mixture of a couple things because you look at the games uh, leading up to this game uh, with Derek Carr specifically. And Derek Carr threw for like 100 yards, 150 yards, 130 yards. And of course, the question I'm, you're referencing is, is it the Chiefs defense yes. or is it Derek Carr? Sorry, yeah, we got a lot of things to say. And I think it's a mixture of both. I don't think the defense... The Kansas City Chiefs defense played well for the majority of the game. They had a couple of fine stops. They also got really lucky on a couple of big plays. Yeah, there was a the big receiver, drop. Receivers dropped the ball. Um, but I, I think, you know, we talked about before the bye, the Carolina Panthers had a kitchen sink game against the Chiefs. And despite their best efforts playing an A game, still couldn't beat the Chiefs. I think Derek Carr and John Gruden are throwing everything they have at the Chiefs. I, I think that and it worked once. W- it worked once and they caught the Chiefs on their on their heels and and almost lost that game, but but still they did enough to win that game. Carr's best game of the season. Correct. Came again came in that game that season. But I think what Gruden is instilling in this team is you have to win the division games to, to compete in this league. Namely you have to you have to play the Chiefs twice a, twice a year and you have to win these games. And I think that props to Gruden. This is the only thing I will props to Gruden because I think everything else John Gruden does is an insane, crazy spectacle of I don't know what exactly he is doing in any given moment. But I think his game plan for the Chiefs along with Derek Carr where they open up the offense and know what they have a sixth sense for knowing what the Chiefs are doing at any given time and playing to the Chiefs really well. Um Hats off to them, man. That they played a hell of a game. Derek Carr had some throws that I was like, "Good God, that is, like that man is is he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows where everything is on the field." And I think that yeah, the the Raiders they are a good football team. They're not a great football team because again, when it came to came to the end of the line, Chiefs pulled it out and won the game because of Patrick Mahomes. But on the flip side of it. I think the Chiefs defense, man, it, same shit we talked about, I think, it, in the same thing. Like, whenever they had bad showings against the Raiders, poor tackling in the Char- Chargers game, too. Bad p- tackling, poor miscommunication, like, bad miscommunications all over the field. Just times where you're like, why are we only having Juan Thornhill 
on the field for 11 snaps and why we have Dan Sorensen in the game for the majority of snaps, which I think they, from what I can tell, from what little bit I've seen from, you know, a day or two after the game, is that the Chiefs sold out to stop the run. They did not want Josh Jacobs to get rolling, to really get the that that part of the game running. And for the like, I mean, they the Chiefs' defense was great against the run that uh, Sunday night. Yeah, and we didn't give up those huge, huge plays that we, we did, did the first time. We did not. But we we let Derek Carr get into a really good rhythm for the majority of the game. He was our pass rush. They had a really great um, plan offensive line-wise, which Raiders have a really great offensive line. Yeah. Um, had a really great plan. They doubled Chris Jones, I think, just about every every snap. They chipped Frank uh, Frank Clark just about every you know the, which chip means they had their tight end or their running back come in and you know shove him or push him a little bit yes, to kind of get him. Derek Carr was the salsa in that <laughs> scenario right. to get Frank Clark off his rushing game or off his plan basically, and it, and it worked. You know what I mean? I think we Our had pass rush was negligible. Was negligible. Game. I think uh, I mean it shows that when Derek Carr has all the time in the world, he is going to pass the ball really well. Especially whenever uh, Derek Carr and John Gruden have have clued into the mismatches on the field, you know, and they they very much know, um, like if Waller if Dan Sorensen is on Waller, guess who you're throwing to? You're yeah. throwing to you're throwing to Darren Waller. You know and what I mean? Do you think uh, do you think Thornhill can cover Waller better than Matthew or Sorensen? And I, I think I think so, but I think we have to remember Juan Thornhill is still under a year out from yes. his ACL. I'm not saying surgery. that's what should have happened. Right. And again, I think based on a lot of what I'm seeing from a lot of the Chiefs analysts I like and follow and things like that is that the main reason we had Thornhill out, you know, for majority of the game, like only 11 snaps and had Dan Sorensen in there is because Dan is better against the run than, Sor- yeah. than Thornhill is. Yeah. So that's kind of why I think that that's 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 basically what I think it is. So, but but if you do that, you're having uh, Honey Badger run a lot of single high safety. So he is your only like valve in the back bat in the in the back end to stop big plays. And and Honey Badger doesn't really work that way. No, that's the the only and it's not even a negative thing. He's just Correct. not the fastest Correct. safety. He's on not the, field. the fastest safety on the field, and he works best within the system. Kind of doing what he feels is the best at the given time. You yeah, know what I mean? Not not playing safety. And if you have him in the back end playing a strict safety position, yeah. Thor, uh, Honey Badger unfortunately is just he just that's not his primary role. So we had a lot of we had a lot of things happen against the Raiders that just kind of were like ugh, you know what I mean? So so yeah. So that, that was it. but it was a great game. I think again we'll look back on that game and be like god like the Raiders are putting together a team that I think I don't think this year they're going to compete long-term wise, but I do think the Raiders are, are primed to compete as their young players get a little bit older and a little bit better. You, you know? know, even if they go six and 10 and they beat the chiefs twice, they're going right. to call that a win. Correct. Correct. In that season. But um, I mean, but, but it's interesting thing because you know, the Raiders, you know, coming in, they have a pretty easy into the season. Um, even though they're playing the Broncos and chargers, I think to end the season as well. Um, but let's not forget last season, um, they went one and five in the year. So, so I think we have to just kind of remember that, you know, there's a lot of Raiders fans. I kind of watch and see on Twitter who one guy is predicting the Raiders are going to win 12 games in, which means now that the Raiders have to win out for the rest of the season. And I'm like, I don't know, man, you know, it's, it's rough. So, so yeah, but, but yeah, so exciting week of football for week 11. I mean, that Arizona Seattle game was everything we wanted and more Thursday night. Boy, God damn. I mean, so Seattle sure. pulled out that win and, they were all over Kyler Murray, and they were just blanketing him as much as possible. That defense stepped up a lot to limit uh, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals to only 21 points. 
but a lot of fun. Uh, I think another big fun game was uh, <laughs> uh, Tennessee and Baltimore. They went to overtime, and Tennessee ended up pulling out that game. The same way they did. I mean, because exactly. Derrick Henry just called game around the 30-yard line. For whatever reason, the, the Ravens just refuse to tackle sometimes. They do, and, and a lot of just interesting, baffling decisions they make. Uh, their defense has kind of fallen off a little bit. Their offense has really fallen off fallen off a cliff. What? And we'll, we'll talk about it here in a second when we talk about MVP stuff. But yeah, I, I it's, it's something that we kind of predicted a little bit at the start of the season, which I, I don't want to harp on this every week, but... But you just see it time and time again, man. These teams are figuring out the best way to play these guys, and yep. it's not going well. You know what I mean? Um, I think. Let's see. Are there any other fun games from this week? There. Uh, I mean, there were. It was better than a couple weeks ago, but uh, uh, that Miami Denver game was very weird for a lot of a lot of people. Um, Tua got hurt, but he got pulled on performance I, right. or something like well, that. I think yeah, because he was sacked a ton. Unfortunately, I think he threw a couple of interceptions. Um, but he uh, apparently got sacked at one point and his ankle kind of got rolled up on him, which he has had both of his ankles in college were both surgically repaired. So I think they, it was a, it was both a, a, a benching for performance and a abundance of caution. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, in lieu, I'd say the, the only other one that we can talk about real quick was uh, Los Angeles beating Tampa Bay last Man, night. Monday that, was, night. that was a fun, fun game. Um, you know, it the Rams are going to be one of those teams that's just which Ram, which Jared Goff is going to show up, <laughs> exactly. the one that passes for 400 yards or the one that throws three interceptions. So, and, and I think that's that's pretty telling about that game. The rushing leader was Ronald Jones for Tampa Bay for 24 yards. Yeah, it was definitely an air attack. Day. They they did not want to pa- like run this ball against think, Tampa Bay at all. Well, I think both that's for either team. So I think right. both lines are just too big. I think they're yeah. just too big for either one of those because neither one has a great rushing attack. Ronald right. Jones has been doing all right. but And I think we saw, you said something about the Rams had two receivers that had 100 yards? Uh, over 100. So oh, the, yeah. the Buccaneers gave gave two receivers on the Los Angeles Rams about 275 yards. Which is uh, Cooper Cup wild. had 145 and Robert Woods had the right. rest. Um, so if you're giving up almost 300 yards <laughs> to two receivers, that's pretty tough. you yeah. got a problem to figure out. As well as Los Angeles... Um, their defense, much like uh, you know, Saints, kind of other teams have figured out. Man, you pressure Brady because that that Tampa Bay offensive line isn't the best in the world. But you pressure Brady, he's going to make a lot of mistakes. And he threw two, two, three, two, three, two bad interceptions for sure. And also had a what was definitely a fumble in the end zone that they called a his arm going forward for an incomplete pass. But mm-hmm. Tuck but rule. he would. He was that's exactly what it was. But Brady was pressured all night, looked like shit, and you could you could tell that that was not a fun game for Tom Brady. Well, hey, well, hopefully we'll be able to the Chiefs will be able to pressure him uh next week. Or well, this week. Uh so MVP race, we wanted to dive into that a yep. little bit. Uh because things have changed. <laughs> sort of about a quarter of the way through the season, uh Russ was leading head and shoulders above everybody else. Um even though Patrick Mahomes was having a great season, he was still right. kind of shoved under the under the rug for whatever reason. Which I think that was mainly because he wasn't having his typical fifty touchdown, you know, I season, guess, you know, kind yeah, of thing yeah. or something like that. I don't he know. He set the bar so high his MVP season. But I think people were so shocked that you know you had Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson the NFC doing so well. Yeah. But then you kind of go back to Mahomes, who has a stat line that's just whoa, you know. Yeah, I and mean, maybe it's it is because we're doing it a little quieter this year. I think so. But five hundred yard passing. But games. I mean, you know, you look at passing yards. Patrick Mahomes is the only quarterback that's over three thousand yards. His yards per attempt is eight point one, which is very high up there. I think the only person beating him 
I don't know why this changed all of a sudden. Oh, it flipped to the other side. Uh, the only person who is why. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I think it's including people who aren't starters. But like Kirk Cousins is above him and, you know, you have some other guys. But um, Patrick Mahomes is still within the top like five yeah. for, for, for yards per attempt, which is probably one of the biggest indicators of performance, as well as Patrick Mahomes has only thrown two interceptions, you know, so... So it's the next it's, closest is Rodgers with four. Correct. Um, and but you look at Russell Wilson, unfortunately, has 10, but he does have 30 touchdowns. So and most I think half of those came in the last two weeks with Russell yes, Wilson, which, so. are, which are very, very bad. But but like Matt Ryan has also has, uh, you know, some pretty good yardage. But again, his yards per attempt are below eight, which again, 7.7 is nothing to sneeze at. But when we're talking about the big dogs here. You know, that, that's something we look out for. That's right. Um, I do like when we're talking about MVP race, Russell Wilson does have a percentage rating, completion percentage rating of, of, of a little over 70, which is phenomenal. Only but, I mean, bested by Drew Brees, who correct. has like 73. Which is he's, crazy. He's injured for who knows how long. Right, now, so. right. So yeah, Drew Brees has 70, almost 74%. But, but yeah, I mean, you look at these ratings and everything like that. And, you know, again, we talked about uh, quarterback ratings and things like that. And Mahomes' quarterback rating is 114 uh, Rogers has is the only one who's above him at 115. So it's a pretty interesting MVP race that we're looking at. And I think right now, uh, when it comes to who is the MVP of the league, it's it's to me it's head and shoulders, uh, Patrick Mahomes. It is right now. I'm interested to see because the Bucks does have the Bucks do have a pretty great pass rush. Yes. Uh, and so I'm interested to see how he's going to handle that. It's not that he plays bad, but sometimes he gets happy feet. Yes. And he gets he rushes his decisions and makes some weird throws. I, I do think, yes, in the back half of this season that the Bucks defense is probably going to be one of the better ones we face. But, I mean, I will never count out Patrick Mahomes no, and Andy Reid. So. You can't. <laughs> Every, everyone on the broadcast, whenever we got the ball with under two minutes left, they oh, were yeah. like, well, I mean, I mean, that's too much time. That's yeah. way too much time. And that's what even Molly, you know, uh, they scored, they, they, what, six plays, I think it was, or five plays in 70 seconds and went 80 yards. And Molly was like, that was too quick. And I'm like, yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes, baby. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do? Uh, so, yeah, so that's a, just a fun, you know, Brian, Brian and I were talking about MVP stuff and things like that. I and, would say Rodgers, Mahomes, and if Wilson pulls it back together, those are your, probably your top three. It, right. What's interesting, though, is Dalvin Cook is playing uh, lights right, out. Right, But people often don't consider running backs for for MVPs for whatever reason. Right. Um, I mean, Derrick Henry's having this, uh, the same kind of season he was. He just has less total touchdowns than than Dalvin Cook, and I think right. that's what separates them is Dalvin's pass-catching ability. Exactly. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't think on the defensive side who's – there's a couple Steelers guys like TJ. I think TJ Watt is playing lights out right now. Right, right. Uh, he has a bunch of sacks and quarterback pressures. I mean, there's a couple guys on the Steelers that – Oh boy. Yeah, the Steelers are fielding a very good defense. So I think uh, that'll be fun to watch and see how that works out. And it's uh, here in a couple in a few weeks towards the end of the season. We'll, we'll, uh, I was revisiting our predictions for the playoffs and things like that in the divisions and things and things. So it'll be fun to see how that kind of plays out as the season wears on because. And a quick, quick spoiler. We uh, both predicted the Jets would be last in the AFC East, we and they sure were did. eliminated. And they this were week. officially eliminated. So it's it's pretty fun to see that. But um, but yeah, so so let's talk about this next week. Uh, let me pull it up real fast. Um, there's a lot of fun football this week, especially because we have three Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving games, games which is a lot of fun. I think this is going to be one of the best 
interesting matchups for the AFC North coming up this this week. So, and I'll, I'll say this: if you're going to a Thanksgiving with ten or more people, right. I'm going to file you under the same category as I do Jonathan Abram, <laughs> except off the field. So, but yeah, so let's talk about yes, this this the upcoming games, and let's highlight real fast the the Steelers' path because currently Steelers are ten and zero; they're the only undefeated team in the league. Yes, and to just to reiterate the point you're going for here, the one seed is the only seed. Of only the buy seed that gets the buy. This, so this whenever we're navigating, because Chiefs are, are, are they've only lost one game, so now we're trying to navigate how how the how the ending of this whole season is going to play out. So real fast, the Steelers have they play the Ravens on Thursday night, which we'll talk about here in a second. They play the Washington football football team. They play the Buffalo Bills. They play the Bengals, who unfortunately lost Joe Burrow to a devastating knee injury. They play the Colts. Then they end the season with the Browns, who are 7-3. and three. So so very interesting in, ending to this whole thing. And then real fast, the, the Chiefs play. They play Tampa Bay coming up. They play the Broncos. They play the Dolphins, who I think that's going to be a very interesting thing to see play as out. Tua, Fitzpatrick, things like that. They play the Saints. They play the Falcons and end the year with the Chargers. I would say those are both... Kind of similar. We Everybody's been talking about how the Steelers have a bad schedule, has an easy schedule, but I think they're pretty similar to the Chiefs, actually. I, I think it's really similar because they're playing some really good defenses, both. Yeah. You know, so, and then again, Cleveland is such a such a wild card. They're officially second in the North right now. Yeah. That it's it's going to be really interesting to see how, how the North shakes out. And I'm, I'm pumped to see it. And I think this game coming up Thursday night between the Steelers and the Ravens is going to be a defining game for the AFC. Unfortunately, the Ravens have a lot of people testing for COVID right now. And now, I mean, it could at, be canceled. as of this recording, they yeah, today on Tuesday, they've had four more players, three more coaching staff. Like if they have more positive tests, they're going to, I don't, they might have to postpone the game Yep. or just, I don't know what's going to happen because Goodell, I mean, I know we talked about a while ago of uh, Goodell possibly adding a week 18, but they NFL, I think, wants to avoid that. Because that would be a buy for like for a, a bunch weird of, uh, an advantage, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so we'll kind of play that by ear and see how that shakes out. I mean, again, much like we do every week, we're just assuming that the game's going to go as planned yep, yep. and kind of go from there. So first game, we have the Houston Texans playing the Detroit Lions, both coming off. Well, Texans had a big win. Lions had a big loss. Um, I think just for funsies, I'm going for the Texans, maybe. Yeah, I think they're going to take it. I think that's going to be a really fun game to watch. Deshaun Watson had the great highlight against McCourty where he just just ran right over him for a touchdown. Yeah. Um, so then another big NFC uh, matchup with the Washington football team playing the Dallas Cowboys. I, I know it's a lot of tra- tradition on these. Right. But I hate how boring <laughs> the Thursday, the Thanksgiving games have become. I know, man. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. They, they looked a little bit better last week, but I think Washington, God help them. I, I, I think they're kind of rudderless in that division, and I think the Cowboys are... With the way this division is playing out, the Cowboys are legitimately fighting for for some type of traction in the NFC East. Yeah. So I'm going with the Cowboys there. Yeah, same. Okay, then the big matchup, we have the Baltimore Ravens against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, especially with all these people out, if it does happen, right. I think the Steelers are going to are going to take it. They already took took it in the earlier in the year. I was going to say uh even despite everything, I think the Steelers are matched up really well against the the Ravens and I I, I would pick the Steelers anyway. Um but I, I, I don't know. Again, we're, we, we talk a lot about short weeks and things like that and, you know, only getting that four-day rest, you know, before a big game. So that, that's one of my big worries about Big Ben is as the season wears on is his 
old body going to be able to keep up, you know, but. And yeah, the, uh, the bye week would be crucial for them more so than a lot of other teams. Big, big time. So, so then we go to Sundays. Uh, we have Las Vegas Raiders playing the Atlanta Falcons. I think Raiders that coming off, they're going to be pissed. They're, they're probably going to take it. Atlanta's two up and down. I think so. Yeah. And I think if, uh, the Falcons play a little bit better against, you know, last week, I think we say, say a little bit differently, but again, Falcons are, like a very bad version of the of the Vikings. So who knows yeah. what they're going to show up. But yeah, Raiders going to win that game. After that is the Chargers and Bills, and I think the Bills are going to take it. Absolutely. Uh, but I think the Chargers are going to be up by 14 at half and I think, then blow it. I think this is going to be a, a very fun game to watch, particularly because the Chargers are going to blow, blow some type of lead in yeah. this game. Something is going to happen, but the Bills are going to take this game. Then we have the New York Giants playing the Cincinnati Bengals, who I couldn't tell you who the backup quarterback for the Bengals is anymore. So no, nope, but I think the Giants are going to win. Yeah, Bengals unfortunately now have really nothing to play for. You yeah. know, Burrow th- they was keeping him them in most games, so Giants are going to win this game. After that <laughs> is the Colts and Titans. Uh, oh it's going to be a fun one. I think the Colts is a big one too because this is AFC big, South, big AFC South uh, implications, and and I think they're both very close to each other if yes. they're not tied. Uh, I think the Colts are going to handle this one I, I believe i would agree with you i think the colts are definitely or not definitely but i think it's gonna be a really fun game but i think the colts are gonna win this game did you know that uh philip rivers has now passed peyton manning i think passed peyton manning for most comeback victories of, four, no joke. of 14 uh, or more points interesting yeah what so a weird stat down by 14 or more and he has i think like 12 or 13 of all the stats in the world i never would have said that that's a that philip rivers leads that one you know like I just showed you, man. He's got a huh. switch somewhere that he just doesn't bother it, to turn every, on. Every so often. <laughs> then we have the Carolina Panthers playing the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I was very surprised. Carolina put in their backup yeah, uh, quarterback. Yeah, PJ Walker, I think his name is, or something like that, who played really well. He played very well. Um, I'm picking the Panthers to win this game. I'll go ahead and do the same. Yeah. Um, then we have the Arizona Cardinals coming off a pretty big loss uh, against the Seattle Seahawks playing the New England Patriots. I think the Cardinals are going to are going to make up for some loss. They're going to have to. I, I was going to say this is a big. I mean, again, this is out of conference and things like that. But but again, they need record. They need to win games. So Arizona, yes, because L.A. We'll get to it in a minute, but they're playing San Francisco, right? And they're one of those teams going to win, and it's probably going to be L.A. Right. Then we have the Miami Dolphins playing the New York Jets. Um, I don't think the Jets are going to win a game this year, so I'm going with the Dolphins. Yep, yep. Oh, boy. Then we have the Cleveland Browns playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, the Steelers played the Jags pretty kind of close, closer than it should have been maybe. Yes, and I think that that's part of the Steelers' modus operandi, operandi yeah, uh, of playing bad teams close. Like, that's that's just what sometimes the Steelers the, do. Sometimes you know? the Chiefs do it too. Yeah, so... so but I, but I think this, uh, again, I think that the, the Browns need to win this game to keep up with the Steelers and stay over the Ravens. So. Yeah, and I think they will. I think Baker will be able yep. to pull it off because uh, I, so. I think that Hooten guy or whatever Jacksonville's quarterback. Hooten. I think he's Lutton. Jake Lutton? Yeah, that sounds right. He's still in. So Right. Yep. That brings us to Denver and New Orleans with Whew. Taysom Hill, a quarterback who actually played pretty well. He did. He did. They, they, he had two rushing touchdowns. Kamara had a, rush, a rushing touchdown. Um, he and, threw over 200 And he actually yards. looked fine passing the ball. But Yeah. But I, I, think, uh, I think they were just going for turnover. I think show. so. I think they were going, what's the game plan? Uh, <laughs> Not turn the ball safe, safe, Safe passes and just run the ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I think, I do think the Saints are going to, their, their defense is just going to mistreat 
uh, old egg face over there. I think so. Poor Drew Locke, man. Um, I, and, and that's what Denver did have a win against the Dolphins, but again, they had to pull Tua and things like that. So, But no, I think the Saints are going to just roll over the Broncos. Yeah, and then as mentioned before, uh, mm-hmm. the Rams and 49ers are playing. I mean, the 49ers are just absolutely devastated uh, injury-wise, so yeah. I think the Rams are going to keep rolling The Rams have a lot to play for, so I think the Rams are going to win that game. Then we have our Kansas City Chiefs playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I don't think this actually is the game of the week. I think it's Fox is the game of the week. Oh, yeah. I think it would be the, other, yeah, so it'd be the Rams, going, which know. is dumb. But, you know, here we are. We get Tony Romo calling our game, so that's fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. But, but again, I'm never going to count out Patrick Mahomes, even against uh, a, a little bit lesser Tom Brady and a good Tampa Bay defense. But I'm, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Mahomes all the way, baby. Uh, people have been wanting this. They love the quarterback, quote-unquote, showdown. And, yep. and they keep, even though it's already <laughs> happened three years now, they keep touting the old school versus new school. Right, right. Uh, but, yeah, Chiefs are going to hopefully take this one. I think so. And then we have Chicago Bears playing the Green Bay Packers. Who The Bears are just lost to the wind, I think, now. I so. <laughs> Bring back Mitch, man. I get. I think uh, they a, they said Foles is hurt or something. Mitch is still hurt, and uh, I don't. I again, their third yeah, string guy. Who, who knows? Yeah, Rogers is going to decimate it's, those. It's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I, I think yeah that he's going to show why he deserves to be second place in MVP. So <laughs> yeah. And then we have just a brutally bad Monday night football game. We have the Seattle Seahawks versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I mean it's on par for Monday night football. Yeah. Seahawks are going <laughs> to, I think Russ is going to get some of his mojo back. I think so. Um, turn the ball over and throw for four touchdowns. And I had the interesting, we were talking about MVP stuff off the air earlier. And I had the interesting stat of Carson Wentz has been sacked 40 times. That's so many. And Rogers and Mahomes have been sacked like 10 and 12. That's, like, that's so many times. An insane amount of times to be sacked. You can't, <laughs> I know we say Wentz is not playing as how well he did two years ago. Right. But some of it is because he's getting the Christ knocked out of he him. He is getting every hit game. a lot. Yes, and they're they're. I think yeah, they've had so many offensive line injuries and had to shuffle things around that it's it's crazy. I mean, Jason, uh, yeah, Jason Kelsey had a he hurt his elbow during the game and wouldn't go into the tent, you know, because he's a football guy, blah blah. blah. But uh, he came back out in a brace that he couldn't bend his elbow in. Yeah. So he had to have his other offensive lineman snap his like. Uh, chin piece into his helmet, so like that, because he couldn't bend his left elbow. It great. was so funny. Yeah, great. That's but he got there want. and played. But it's like, come on, man, you guys are you guys have only won three, four games. Like, just you don't need to do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's week twelve. Um, I think it's gonna be a fun week of football, and I'm I'm very pumped to see some of these games. So, yeah, uh, you know, have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Like Bright Guys said, please keep it. If you're if you're gonna see anyone, keep it very small. Keep don't travel. Light. Please don't do that. Just. Look, try to keep it within your bubble. I know we say that a lot, but keep it within your bubble. And if you don't know what that means, don't see people you <laughs> haven't seen all year. There's no reason. Look, I, the way I put it is I want to have Thanksgiving and Christmas with my family. Right. But I want to have it for the next five years. Right. So I'm willing to skip. I mean, hopefully longer, but I'm willing to skip yes. this one. Correct. To not have it with them. So, you know, just think about it. Please. Do you want, do you want to really fly in the face of science and say, um, we're going to have our family Thanksgiving? <laughs> This year, and and then we're gonna have to have some funerals later, or, or what just, do you want to do? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's whenever you look at your pro con list, I think uh, the pros are pretty much in favor. Of this, you could so. be the Pat Mahomes of Thanksgiving, or you could be the Jonathan Abram of That's, Thanksgiving. There you go. What do you want to do, Brad Guy? Where can you find us? You can find us on the internet. You can email us at debates on fans at gmail.com. Who oh boy. <laughs> 
Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Debates on Tap. You can find us on Instagram at Debates on Pictures. I've noticed I have to close my eyes to say that and really it's get like it. It's like you visualize it in front of you. Yeah, yeah. If, I don't, if I don't close my eyes at the very start, I, I screw <laughs> something up. Uh, you know, let us know what you think about the MVP race. Uh, it's always fun. Uh, we've gotten a, f- a few a few instances of feedback that we've enjoyed. Um, oh, yeah. For so sure. we'll always interact with you on Twitter for sure and, and get back to your emails yeah, or, said, or address them on, on air. Right. And like we talked about at the top of the show, we have two other podcasts that come out every Monday, Debates on Tap, and then the, the opposite Monday is uh, another thing. So. Yeah, so every Monday tune in and then uh, you know during football season, every Wednesday, you're already listening to it. That's right, you're here. So uh, we'll see you Monday with our, our boy, Pork Cheek. Go Cheese. <laughs>